Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tracy and Tito Venturi of the Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I don't remember what episode we're on, Tracy. It's 466, Seven maybe. Something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, been uh, on the radio here on KIVA 1600 AM for almost 10 years. I think it maybe is 10 years and talking about real estate in Albuquerque and uh, one half hour at a time. That's right. And loving every half hour of it. You know, Chigo, every week when we get ready to do the radio show, we go, well, do we have enough to talk about? And every week we run out of time. But we also love to hear what you want us to talk about. So our listeners, please let us know if there's a topic that you're dying to know about. We'd Not love running to cover out of it. time to find topics, just running out of time every to show even, because to get everything in, because there's always stuff going on in the real estate world for yeah, sure. Because yeah. we like to talk real estate. It's our, our passion. We love to help people and home ownership is so important that uh, it's, it's something we love to do and help realize that um, goal for people. Yeah, for so. sure. So if uh, you want to get a hold of us, we're the Venturi Group. We're with Real Broker here in New Mexico and our phone number is 505-448-8888. That's right. right there. Got a bunch of different good stories this week. Obviously, we're going to talk about VA loans because Veterans Day, we want to we want to cover that. The VA loan programs are the best programs out there right now, deservingly so, I would say. And um, we've got uh, different data on the current market. I've got an interesting uh, stat on how people purchase homes. Is it cash? Is it loan? And what type of loan? And we'll get into that as well, Tracy. Great. So where are we starting today, Tigo? Starting with the VA. The VA. VA. So the VA loan is for veterans. Let's talk. Let's talk first about who qualifies for a VA loan, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's not for everyone. So to uh, qualify, you have to be either active duty, military, personnel, yep. uh, veteran, yep. National Guard members, reserve members, eligible spouses of those people um and you can um use your va loan for more than one property at a time and i think a lot of the veterans and va uh, eligible people don't know that but you have a certain amount of el eligibility and if you haven't used it all you can um, buy more than one property and you know we've helped a lot of people tico who have moved here they've pcs permanent change of station to kirtland air force base and they tell us that their strategy has been that they have bought a house in every base they've been stationed at, and then they keep it afterwards for a rental. And isn't that a great way to um, use your VA benefit, right? Yeah, well, it, it you know it creates, I mean, obviously we're big believers in uh, real estate as a long-term wealth generator and, and creating that, that nest egg for you in the future. And the, the, the great thing about the VA with the zero down um, it really allows somebody to get into a property um, and and become a, a, an investor as well. Right. So one of the things that just to piggyback on that, that's beautiful is a lot of times what we've heard from these people who are getting moved from a military station to another base is that their commanding officer or whoever's in charge, they know somebody else coming in that needs to rent a property. So very often they're also renting to somebody in the military or servicing the military. So it's very great. So what can you use a VA loan home for? Loan for? <laughs> what can you use a VA home loan for? So you're buying a home. It has to be VA approved. Uh, if it's a condo, especially a little harder. 
Well, and one thing I will say, the the when a home is purchased and you get an appraisal, the VA appraising is much stricter than other appraisals in the sense that a home has to be in very good move. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be in good condition. They have a, a, a checklist. They make sure that the home is is ready to go, that there's you know not going to be any issues because they want to be partly it's because they're putting the zero down uh, folks into these properties and they may not have money to do work on the house when they first move in. So, you know, it is a much stricter lending process. Yeah. And you can use it for new construction also. So if somebody wants to build a home using a VA loan, you can do that. And on a limited basis, making home improvements, you know, some of the beauty, beautiful things about a VA loan, why it's so beneficial for that person that qualifies is you have that option. You've already said it twice option for no down payment, right? And the um, VA funding fee gets rolled into the loan. So really very little out of pocket money to get into a home. It's really only one of the true zero out of pocket loans that are out there right now. Right. And the other thing that's wonderful about it is there's no private mortgage insurance. So when you get an FHA loan, there is an insurance on that loan that makes your monthly payment higher so that the underlying holder of that loan is covered since everybody that has that type of loan is paying a little bit extra towards that insurance. So if somebody defaults on the home, they've got the insurance and they're not out so much. Um, the other thing that's beneficial is limited closing costs. There's a few safeguards in there. So, you know, owning the a home is the American dream and owning a home is the American dream. Sorry, I don't know why my tongue is twisted today. And who better to have that home and the American dream than people who have served for us, right? So I'll, 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 let me just piggyback on this whole thing. We're talking about uh, VA loans, the best best mortgage loan programs out there right now. Um, but there was a, a survey done and they found that three in 10 uh, service members don't realize that they have this benefit. They don't even recognize that they have this benefit that they can purchase a home with, with zero no money, money down. Yes. Yeah. And so um I it I'm I'm kind of surprised by that, but but I you know it's I it's, think it's unfortunate because it's it's a great program. You know, I think when uh, uh, someone's getting out of military service, there's a lot of moving parts and a lot going on and they're getting their discharge papers and they're getting their DD two fourteen or whatever. And you know, there's probably a lot of information and it's one of the things that they must be told about right but yeah. you know do you remember everything when there's so much going on and you're planning where you're going next and where you're going to live and things like that if you've been um in a military installation that isn't where you want to live you know it could be you're going to a different state or community altogether and sometimes a different country so it could be that it's just one of those things that at the moment it wasn't as important but you know what's interesting if 30 percent know about the zero down va loan Don't benefit if 30 percent know about it oh 70 percent don't know about no, it no it was the other way around it was 30 percent don't know about it 70 percent do know about it that's, okay that's the, the way i read the story i just closed it on my page so we're gonna have to argue about this so, no that's fine let's move on um, i'm sure you're right okay Tigo, you're right okay we got to talk about mortgage rates we got to talk about mortgage rates. okay let's talk because mortgage rates. let's see it, it is the uh what is it the the uh, november 11th uh, 2023. Last week, we had the biggest 
one week drop in mortgage rates, percentage drop in mortgage rates in about a year. It was about half a point. We saw mortgage rates that were up around eight come down to about seven and a half. Um, oh, Tracy. Oh, wow. We got We're going to have to backtrack now. I'm looking at the stat. We're going back to how many percent of veterans know all of their home ownership op options? 30%. That means there's 70% of the veterans who don't know about those options. So if you know a veteran and they have this benefit, make sure they know about it. I if think they the other stat is 50% of the time I read the headline wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Anyway, but okay. I back, just so, had to like. So back, back to mortgage rates. So half a percent drop in one week we had. So mortgage rates have pulled back. Um, there's, you know, a lot going on in the macro economy and what's going on with the, the fed interest rates and the, the bond rates and all this stuff. Right. So, but, but, um, there, there is some good news on that right now. They're still fluctuating. Of they course. still go up and down. They of did course. bounce up a little and yep. bounce down a little yep. in the last week, but yeah, overall they're down. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we, we've been talking about affordability a lot and how challenging it is for. Uh, a lot of people right now, and obviously prices have gone up quite a bit over the you know the last few years, and 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 all signs appear that it's going to continue to go up. And but mortgage rates have really put the hurt on it because, well, you know this stat, but I'm going to say it again: is you know one percent in change in your mortgage interest rate equates to ten percent in your purchasing power, basically the price of the home. So it's, it, it changes can make a, your monthly payment m much more than the. Correct. The, the price you're paying. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It, and so uh, it, it's just um, something to keep in mind. But there was uh, the, the forecasters um, in the mortgage world came out with some forecast for mortgage rates for 2024. <laughs> and so I, you know, the, okay. the, the thing, I know we're kind of laughing because they, they have, have not been they, right. They've been not, not so good. I mean, I, I think um, uh, Fannie Mae's actually been pretty good. Um, but, um, so here, let overall, me, overall, a lot of the prognosticators of what interest rates were going to do over the last two years, they haven't been, been very accurate. Yeah. And, 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 and to, to be fair, that's what I was going to say, to be fair, they assumed that, uh, inflation was going to get under control faster than it did. And right. it's still, you know, technically not under control, you know, per, per the fed, but, um, you know, it, it, we got to get inflation under control for mortgage rates to come down. So um, anyway, Fannie Mae is saying at the beginning of 2024, by the end of the first quarter, they're saying 7.1, which would be a pretty big drop from where we are today. They're saying by the end of 2024, 6.7. Uh, mortgage Bankers Association is a little bit lower than that. At the beginning of 2024, first quarter, they're saying 6.8. By the end of 2024, they're saying 6.1. So um, it'll be very interesting to see if we do get into the the sixes next year. And and then Goldman Sachs was the other one. Again, they're they're actually on the the more a higher side, 7.3 to 6.8. So you know who knows? You know maybe we go back and look at this a year from now and and see how the how they did here. But um, um, it, I, it's really going to depend on if the economy slows a little bit. And if um, the the Fed doesn't continue to, to raise rates and inflation comes down. I remember some of the first years we were on uh, the Kiva mm -hmm. uh, Eddie station yep. and 
and talking about interest rates and, you know, 5% and are they going to go to this and that? And here we are thinking, you know, the prognosticators are hoping we're going to be around seven, basically 6.8. I mean, what a spread 6.8 to 7.3 or whatever, but um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, the, the, the thing is that is just what it costs, right? It's just what it costs to borrow money right now. And, you know, it's just like the whole thing, you know, saying is, you know, well, I'm going to pay whatever the price of gasoline is. Cause I got to get, get someplace. I got to get to work. I got to take care of this. I got, you know, you just, it, it's unfortunate, but we, we have to pay what we have to pay. I still feel really bad for all the people during the early days of the pandemic who decided they were going to wait for home prices to come down and you know they 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 would have gotten in so I'm, for I'm us rolling, i'm rolling my eyes because there are some people online these these pundits that were screaming about you know the crash is coming and this is happening and that is happening and people believe these people and they were idiots and it really it i mean it really damaged people you know the this this bad news reporting, bad uh, analysis of what's going on in the market. And, it, and it's really unfortunate. It, it is. I feel bad for some of those people who didn't get in. And that's why we always say, you know, if, if you need to be a homeowner, just buy the house, get in. And, you know, I, I hate the, if, if the rates change and go down, even a half a point, sometimes you can save significant money by refinancing. Mm -hmm. um, the rule used to say if the rates go down 1% refinance, but if you have a really high dollar loan of balance, half a percent can make a big difference for refinancing. So speaking of which, since we're, we're kind of in this, this mortgage rate conversation, adjustable rate mortgages are back. Adjustable rate mortgages, um, have a really bad rap and a, a bad reputation because they were a big contributor to the stuff that happened in 2008 with, with the housing market because there was a bunch of uh, mortgage rate resets and people couldn't make the payment because their payment jumped up a lot. Totally. And, you know, we talked to a lender um, earlier this week, came to our team meeting and we yeah. talked about um, uh, these adjustable rate mortgages. It was New Senda Credit Union. Christine and Vince came to our team meeting and talked about it. And we asked him about adjustable rate and they were like, adjustable rates right now are great, a really good option. And we all went, huh, we we're still gun shy. I think from adjustable rate I think mortgages, some people, I mean, I'm not, but I think people are in, in, in what was happening back in, in let's say Oh four Oh five Oh six was people were getting a one year teaser rate or and, a three year. Yeah. And, and, but now the adjustable rate mortgages, generally they're a five year, you know, they're, or they're a 10 year. Five, seven, 10. So they're going to be stable for a number of years. And, you know, if you're going to be uh, military PCSing to another base in three or five years, you might as well get an adjustable rate if you're not going to keep your house after that, right? But, but they the can get thing, a VA too. No, I mean, yeah, they yeah, can. That's a, you got to look at all the options, right? You know, the thing that Vince said that I thought was really interesting is let's say that you do a 10 year and maybe you get a, you know, a rate in the sixes instead of in the, in the high sevens. Well, you get that payment for that, for the 10 years, it doesn't change when the rate goes up at the end of the that first 10 years assuming it goes up assuming, based on what the rates yeah, are 10 exactly. years it, down the it road it adjusts right it adjusts and let's say it goes up your payment doesn't change the rate it, it, goes up but your payment doesn't change which 
is again very different than what was happening uh, back before in the uh, the housing crash. And you know the the adjustable rate loan that they talked about that I thought was most interesting. They had the the scenarios they went over were like five and seven years, which is most common. Ten is not as common, right? A, an adjustable rate, but was a five 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 where it adjusts every five years. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know. But yeah, the the fact that your monthly payment stays the same, it just extends out how much you owe. Right. Basically, it puts it on the back end, sort of. Anyway, so adjustable rate mortgage, something to think about. And local lenders, right? You get online, do they talk to you about, you know, you get an online lender that they don't typically spend the time to really talk about your circumstances to find out and go, hey, maybe you should be thinking about adjustable rate or do you qualify for VA or do you qualify for USDA or first-time homebuyer? Because to do USDA and the first-time homebuyer, um, here in New Mexico, most lenders don't even offer it. You have to participate in that program. And most of the online or out-of-state lenders don't even offer that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and that's just it. It's like, you know, I think people are always uncomfortable talking about their financial situation to people. But if you're purchasing a home and you're walking, working with your lender, you need to just spill the beans, give them everything. Because if you've got a good lender, they will walk you through what are the best programs that's going to work best for your situation. And there's literally hundreds of different loan programs out there. So uh, it's important uh, people understand that. Okay. Yep. Um, this isn't really a financing story, but it kind of is because it's more about, okay, how are people purchasing homes? I, I saw a story, Tracy, where there was a national survey done and it said that 35%, about 35% of all the homes purchased this year were bought with cash. And I said, that didn't happen in Albuquerque. And, and that so means we're went, skewing the number then if 35% nationally, right? That means a lot of markets are way higher than that. Yeah. And we'll talk about that. If you're, if you're watching this on, on video, I'm going to put the chart up here or you can, if you're just listening, you can jump on YouTube and check out the chart here. But what I did is I went back to uh, 2019 every year. So 19, 20, 21, of course, 22. And now yeah, through okay. October of 23, I know I really didn't need to list that off. But, um, and, and this is what I found in Albuquerque cash sales this year are around 16% of all the homes that closed in the Metro Albuquerque area. So yes, if the national number is 35%, we're definitely skewing the numbers. Obviously, yeah. we're not a huge market, but um, but yeah, only 16% of, of people are actually purchasing with cash. And that really isn't much different. It was actually a little higher last year. It was about 18%. The year before that, it was 15%. Uh, in 2018, it was, no, excuse me, in 2020, it was uh, about 12%. So, you know, it, it the cash sales um, are there, but it's not a huge percentage. The reason some of these other markets have so much cash sales, Atlanta, Dallas, Phoenix, um, Las Vegas, is because there's a lot of investor purchases happening there where, where they're big uh, hedge fund purchase, purchasing, you know, lots of homes and then just turning around and renting them. And all those purchases are cash. We don't, but we, we don't really have those type of buyers in in the albuquerque area right 
So um, anyway, I thought it was an interesting stat. I wanted to share that. Um, let's see, conventional loan this year, about 60%. VA loans, um, speaking of VA loans, about 8%. FHA, about 15%. So um, a little bit of seller financing, about, about 2% of all the homes sold so far this year were seller financing where the uh, seller uh, basically gave the, the buyer a loan and they're um, pay, paying paying off the home back to the, the seller, which is a, a great option for a lot of people. Totally is. Interesting chart, Tigo. So yeah, we're on YouTube, Facebook. We're right here on the Kiva, which we love. Um, so find it there. The chart's pretty interesting. Tigo, I want to talk about a couple of houses. I know yep. it's a real estate show. So we have a house coming soon. It's in the MLS, it's on uh, 8th Street in Northwest downtown. There's a reason she said that. Um, it's it's just east of 12th and Mountain, just north of Mountain. Um, so very convenient location in the Wells Park neighborhood. Uh, 1325 8th Street, it's going to be 334900 It's a very cute, completely redone house. Uh, two bedroom, two bath on a, you know, 0.2 of an acre, so one-fifth of an acre, but a sweet house, um, going to be ready soon. If you're looking for something, it's been remodeled, very, very new uh, mechanicals and all the finishes and things. So we're excited about that. So uh, if you want to be downtown near uh, the Sawmill and uh, Wells Park area, give us a call. We'd be happy to tell you more about that property for sure. We have a couple others, some open houses this weekend. I know it's kind of cloudy and the weather shifted. We were so spoiled last week. Um, but, you know, if you want to know more about open houses, just jump on our website at welcomehomeabq.com. There's a great link there where you can see everything, not just the ones listed by Venturi Realty Group, yep. but any that have been put in there. We have a, a property that's really a special one at 211 San Pasquale Southwest. So it's in um, Albuquerque Country Club area, very close to my favorite Duran's Pharmacy in Old Town. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's no, all it's, about it's food. A, it's a great, it's a great spot. It's right across from the Little Theater. Really close to Albuquerque Theater? Country Club Golf Course. It is Albuquerque yeah, Little Theater. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. it's on pa 211 San Pasquale, which mm -hmm. is right across from the Little Theater. I mean, literally. Um, it's a vintage, classic, historic little uh, house in the Country Club neighborhood. It's a two-bedroom, or maybe three if you needed that. It's kind of got some flex space. You know, it's a, a one bath, but it's it's a, a really lovely property for 285000 So if you need uh, something like that, I've had a few people calling wondering about Airbnb and it's, you know, it's not in an HOA or anything like that, but what a great little house. It's got some real history to it. If you're thinking of investing in a, a Airbnb or renting an Airbnb, go back to our, our show last week where we talked about potential property tax consequences. So, yeah. But 285 for something right next to Old Town. I mean, what a great location just to live. I I used to live in the old. Uh, I know I was right down the street. From yeah, where used to I be. used yeah. to live right in the Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood for a long time, and it was it was great. I loved it. Um, so anyway, that's another one. Um, we have several others. If you're looking for something in particular, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you with your home search, or if you're thinking of making a move. We have some awesome partners that um, are really experts at helping people sell their properties and move on to their next journey. I want to talk about the market 
I know I, of you're, course you always I do. do go for it. Um, again, it's, it's Seiko and Tracy Venturi with the Venturi group of real broker. Um, there's a, a tracker that I have that gives me a, an update every single week of what's going on with homes for sale in the Albuquerque area. It actually tracks the homes for sale, not necessarily what's sold. And it gives me really good insight into where the market is in real time, as well as really kind of can see where things are going to be in the future. Um, a couple of things that I track there is like median list price, average list price, average price per square foot, because they say, okay, if people are starting to list their homes for a lower price and the, the, the list price per square foot and the list, the median price is starting to go down, that means, okay, there's some pressure on pricing right now. Um, the other thing I look at there is um, how many homes had a price decrease, how many homes were listed, and it gives me a percentage of the number of homes that had a price decrease. Uh, so a couple of things that just jumped out this week. One, price decreases actually were pretty high, about 43% Ooh. of all the homes wow. that are on the market uh, have taken a price reduction. Wow. And, and I could have told you about a month ago that that's probably going to happen because I could see that that list prices price per square foot and median price had kind of peaked out and we weren't seeing that it, it continued to go up but i also pointed out on my my video i think last week is that's pretty common this time of year where we do see you know speak uh, a speak a peak in prices um you know mid or early midsummer and then, you know, things kind of flatten out. Um, but we're not seeing a huge reduction in median price or price per square foot. It's just there's more price reductions right now because people got a little ahead of the market maybe on their list price and now are having to adjust to attract the buyers. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting. It happens every single year. Right, right. So what's what's the result here? You well, know, the, the result is so... Built it up. So what are they doing? Well... What I, well, what do you mean by that? I, I guess you said you track it. So are, is the average price per square foot staying oh, oh, steady yeah. or is it going no, up? No, it's, it's going steady. down. It's steady right now. Um, price, median price and price per square foot are, are kind of flat. Basically they're not going down. We did, like I say, we've seen some more price decreases. Um, we've seen, you know, days on market going up a little bit and, uh, but, but inventory is kind of the thing that, that I also obviously look at. So inventory number of homes on the market. Um, it's been pretty much steadily increasing since, well, really it, it bottomed out in January. The, the, uh, well, let me actually pull up the actual chart here and I can tell you exactly. Yeah. So it bottomed out, um, the number of homes on the market. No, it was May. Yeah. So the number of homes on the market, uh, bottomed out in May and ever since then it's been increasing A pretty much bit. every week, every month until last week. And now they started it started to turn over and now we're not seeing as many homes coming on the market. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this week is because we had that big drop in mortgage rates. So As I know that's I saw, really granular, but that's the kind of stuff I'm looking at every yeah. week to kind of get a sense of, of where things are. To at. put a number to one of those things, which is a little different in the last one week, uh, 195 properties had a price decrease. Okay. How many homes had a uh, went off went went under contract pending? Do you have that there? Do you have that hot sheet? Uh, pending two hundred and eighteen. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So of the uh, 
175 closed officially, mm -hmm. finalized the sale, mm -hmm. and 55 came back on market. So okay. it could have been temporarily withdrawn, yep. which was like the San Pasquale property we talked yep. about. Yeah, could be some fall um, throughs. Could be some fall throughs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, 200, you said how many pendings? Uh, pendings, 218 in a week. Okay. Out of, and that's out of probably about 1,500 properties on the market. Yeah. So it's still a pretty high percentage, you know, overall. Obviously, lower price points are still really hot. We're still seeing multiple offers, even in, in higher price points, if it's, you know, one of those desirable properties, desirable locations. So, it's uh, it's an unusual market to say the least. I'm sure you're pretty surprised that I had some stats to add I, in too. I, that was amazing. Yeah. You, yeah I'm not going to yeah. take over your statomatic job though. Yeah, trust me. No, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Man, then I won't know what to do. So, um, I, I just got to say it, Tracy. There's this big story again. Uh, you know, it's broken the last week. This big lawsuit about real estate uh, commissions, and there's been a whole lot of news on it, but there's not any really resolution of, of what it means, you know, this big lawsuit, but nobody really knows how it's going to affect anything at this point. And, and, uh, so, you know, it's out there. I, I just want to bring it up because I don't want to pretend like we're ignoring the, ignoring the story because it's a big story, but it's, uh, too early to really say, okay, this is how, you know, it's going to change. I mean, you know, the, the only thing that's going to change is, well, we don't know. <laughs> That's right. We, we don't know. We know that, you know, you offer professional services, you should get paid, right? So it's just a matter of, of how? Well, how that's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people are speculating on one thing or another, and it's all different, but we're yeah. going to just keep doing a great job for our clients. So yeah, another half hour has come and gone, Tigo. Just like that. Just like that. Again, it's uh, Venturi Realty Group. We're with Real Broker here in Albuquerque. You can reach our uh, team line at 505 448-8888. Thanks again for listening and watching. Take care.